A reading from the book of Exodus. The children of Israel set out from Elim and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month, after their departure from the land of Egypt. Here in the desert, the whole assembly of the children of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The children of Israel said to them, Would that we had died at the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt, as we sat by our flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. But you had to lead us into this desert to make the whole community die of famine. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will now rain down bread from heaven for you. Each day the people are to go out and gather their daily portion. Thus will I test them to see whether they follow my instructions or not. On the sixth day, however, when they prepare what they bring in, let it be twice as much as they gather on the other days. Then Moses said to Aaron, Tell the whole congregation of the children of Israel, Present yourselves before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. When Aaron announced this to the whole assembly of the children of Israel, they turned toward the desert, and lo, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the grumbling of the children of Israel. Tell them, in the evening twilight you shall eat flesh, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread, so that you may know that I, the Lord, am your God. In the evening, quail came up and covered the camp. In the morning, a dew lay all about the camp, and when the dew evaporated, there on the surface of the desert were fine flakes like hoarfrost on the ground. On seeing it, the children of Israel asked one another, What is this? For they did not know what it was. But Moses told them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. The word of the Lord. The first reading today from Exodus is meant to have a humorous element about it. You're you're meant to chuckle a little bit at these Israelites. They're they're grumbling in the desert, right? Jesus has, uh, God the Father has just freed them from slavery and a horrible slavery. We know for a fact that the Egyptians treated them horrifically. God has, has, has brought them out of slavery, has, has cracked open the Red Sea, split the Red Sea, and, and now they're grumbling because they want the flesh pots of Egypt. Think about that for a minute, that, oh, the flesh pots of Egypt. Flesh pots, if you look it up in the dictionary, which I did this morning, it says lavish meals. So how many lavish meals do you think these Israelite slaves had in Egypt? And he said, and when we had our fill of bread, how many slaves do you know in any age had their fill of bread or of any other food? And so what's happening is that they're, they're losing heart here in the middle of their journey, and they're beginning to lose hope and lose trust in God the Father who has led them on this journey. This entire journey that the Israelites went on, the Exodus we call it, 
is indeed a metaphor for what happens to us again and again, because God the Father calls each of us again and again to go on journeys like this. God again and again asks us to go through a desert, to walk through a desert, to get to a promised land on the other side. And he promises that the promised land on the other side is going to be closer to him. It's going to be a place of freedom. You're moving from slavery to freedom. So every time we follow God's call to walk through a particular desert on the other side, we'll get to a place of greater liberation. But like the Israelites, we too lose hope. And we too run out of gas about halfway there. And we start to grumble. And we start to, to not trust that the Lord will take care of us along the way. My predecessor in my previous job, which was a novice director, so the predecessor before me, the seminary director before me, is a very wise man. He told me as he was training me, he said, you know, sometimes these young men will come into a Jesuit novitiate and be all enthusiastic about being a Jesuit. And they'll start their two-year novitiate full of fire and passion and zeal. And several months later, they will run out of gas and they'll start to grumble and they'll start to say, uh, oh, you know, I, I, I think I made a mistake. And he said, many of them will, will dream about the days when they had a girlfriend back home. And they'll start talking about their girlfriend and waxing eloquent about their girlfriend. And he says, I always say to them, it must have not been that good because you're here <laughs> in a seminary. And, and uh, that's exactly uh, correct, of course, that, uh, that he, this person is envisioning some fantasy in the same way that the Israelites envisioned a fantasy back when they were slaves. And so we need to watch out for this. We need to learn the lesson uh, and, and, and not run out of gas halfway there. Uh, God provided... Uh, uh, quail and manna from the sky. Uh, and, and he does this to show them, look, I've got this. I'll take care of you. It's easy for me to do this for you. And indeed, what we call when we give communion to a dying person, we call it viaticum. And that Latin word means food for the journey. Every time you come to Mass and, and you consume the word of God, the scriptures, and you consume the Eucharist, you're receiving viaticum. You're receiving the food that you need from the journey, for the journey. You are receiving manna from the heavens. And that's all you need to make it through the middle and all the way to the end, to the promised land.